Welcome to Color Me Happy. My name is Brandi Hofer. I'm your host. Thank you so much for your time and being here with me today. Um, I'm really excited about our guest today. But before that, a word from our sponsors, Nouveau Laser and Aesthetic Center. Vanessa, the co-owner of Nouveau, she has skincare tips and they're amazing. <laughs> um, I love them and it's totally changed my whole routine basically and I didn't know things that I that I was um little missteps like they have this really cool sunscreen that's also like a bit of a concealer um and I'm really like uh, freckles sunspotty especially this time of year and so it really helps it like kind of I don't like makeup so this has like a bit of these like color matching beads in it so it like matches my skin anyways I'm really loving it um and Vanessa put it on my face one day and I was like what is this magic <laughs> so and she's like oh it's actually sunscreen that has these like color matching things and I'm like no way so she blows my mind all the time um so her skincare tip is invest in skincare that actually works like she has shown me so many times um which which I'm kind of a cheapie so (laughs) this is great because she has makeup in stock um that is is pharmaceutical grade but it's just as a similar pricing to the products that they have at Nouveau so check that out um I love it obviously um this week on we have our guest Randy Noble and she is an indigenous photographer um her she's from Lloydminster and a lot of her family is in Onion Lake which is about an hour north of Lloydminster and we both grew up here and it's just such a great episode because we talk about our past and our mothers and we had very similar childhoods in in Saskatchewan and um, so we get chatting about all those um, fun times and spending lots of time outside and and I love hearing about uh, Randy's story um, and her connection with the land and her connection with our community. And I'm learning more and more about her every time we, we meet. And it's just such a lovely experience. She has this gravity and she is great at storytelling. And um, she always can make people laugh, which which is amazing. Uh, we actually just recorded. She works at um, our other sponsor at Red Bicycle Communications. She's one of those wonderful women there. And she, we just did like a live recording. We did a panel discussion with six women from our community. Um, and hopefully that will be ready and out by next week if editing takes a little bit longer because it's like video and Nara Studios is doing that for us. Um, it might be two weeks. Um, but yeah, anyway, it was so cool. <laughs> and yeah, Randy's constantly making us all laugh. We also talk about our secret project coming up together that is going to change, change our community. We're working really hard on it. Um, and we also chat in this episode about Randy's work um, with missing and murdered Indigenous women and their walk in our community with uh, Krista Fox. And um, she chats about all, all of that and how it came together and the beautiful women, women in our community who were a part of that. Um, so the links for all of that are, are in the notes and well, I'll just let you hear the podcast. It's a, it's a great one. Enjoy. Okay, cool. Welcome Randy. 
thank thanks. you so much for being here. Yeah, thanks for asking me. Yeah, um, I'm I'm really excited to chat with you because I want to hear about um, your your journey. First of all, through our community. Uh, secondly, as a creative in our community, and just like a really fierce female. And was that the ding? Did it just start? No, it dinged. Oh, I well, this is Randy. If it didn't get to the first ding, we'll that's okay. That's <laughs> um, yeah, I'm really excited to chat with you because there's things I just I don't know. So if anyone, if this is anyone's first time listening, I. Uh, for podcasts, usually people send like big questionnaires and it's like an hour to answer them. And I know because I've been on a lot myself and um, I don't do that. So it's an like authentic first time conversation, learning all these things. I mean, some people I know, but like how how well do I know them? Not that well. So Randy, I can't wait to get to know you better. And I'm really excited. Um, we first... Well, we've both been around this community, but we first connected, um, what was it, two or three Christmases ago? Yeah, um, maybe, yeah. So the piece behind Randy, if you're watching on YouTube or if you want to watch on YouTube, um, that is her mother. And it's so beautiful. And she commissioned me to uh, uh, make it for her. And it's by, uh, what are those trees with the orange berry? Yeah, those high bush cranberry trees down the river is where she Yeah. Was yeah. So it was, yeah, it's pretty special. And I was honored that you asked me and yeah. So that's how we, we kind of initially connected. Um, so I want to hear, so where were you born? I was born in Lloyd, um, yeah. almost in the backseat of the Bronco. <laughs> Oh gosh. <laughs> My mom was so funny. The story is she was she was pregnant. I was the fourth child. Um and she was like, "Oh, I feel like I'm going into labor." So she got up and started doing laundry, of uh, baby clothes that my sister had worn. We're only thir uh, 13 months apart. And called my grandpa at around 11, 11.15, woke him up and she was like, I'm going into labor. Ed has to take me into the hospital. So can you come up and watch the kids? So grandpa come up and then him and, uh, or her and dad jumped in the Bronco and mom was so uncomfortable. She had to lay in the back seat and dad was flying to town. We're 30 minutes Northeast of Lloyd and he made it to Lloyd in 20 minutes. Oh. And it's just the funniest thing. And then I was born at 12.05 AM on September 17th. So Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. You're not the first baby I've heard to almost be like, I know there was a baby born on that highway um, coming from north of town. And it's just like the baby. Us northern. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, no. It, yeah. So I was born in Lloyd and then uh, raised on the farm by Hillmont, straight east of Hillmont on the river. Oh, okay. So did you go to school in? Yes, I went K to 12 to Hillmond, graduated there. My dad uh, attended school in Hillmond. His pictures on the wall, his siblings' pictures are on the wall. Like now my kids are in Hillmond and they're looking at all of our pictures on the wall. And it's so funny to me. Oh, that is pretty crazy. Um, yeah. Did you know in high school that you would, so Randy is a photographer. She has yellow finch images. That's correct, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you know that you wanted to get into photography then? Yes, I did. Um, so my dad, I think he had a Tamron K 
camera always slung over his shoulders with like the Canada flag strap. Uh, and everywhere we went, he was taking pictures. So he actually took that photo of mom. Um, and he would just do these beautiful portraits of us, like mostly of me and my sister, because we were way cuter than our brothers. <laughs> just kidding. Um, but he always had his camera out. Like he was busy farming and that, but he just would take the time to do that. It was kind of a hobby of his. So um, I always loved looking at the photos that he would take. We had like, I remember our boxes in our living room or in our, um, the tea room, we called it there was this big storage shelf and it was like our boxes that our skates came in our figure skates that we'd always buy from chefs that they were full of pictures and photo albums and everything was up there. So I'd spend hours just going through pictures all the time. Um, and then in high school, I did photography and got to like play around in the, in the dark room, like in the photo lab. And Amanda Amandrew and I hung out there a lot. <laughs> we probably weren't like actually doing schoolwork, but it was really fun to experiment. Um, and then, I went off to college and remember disposable cameras. You can, I bought those oh, yeah. all the time. And anytime I came home. The worst pictures ever. And I would have like Kodak or Fuji film just to going to Shoppers Drug Mart to get them printed off. And I just had stacks of photos from every weekend that I would come home from Calgary or yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, once I got uh, working and then had kids, like I kind of lost the the thrill of it but when oh, Jesse and I got married I bought a I bought my first little like digital camera and then I started to play around more so it was really fun yeah I mean it's such a motherhood is such a you know transformative time in your life that um sometimes some things have to give like I wish that wasn't the case but yeah I took um, lots of yeah. photos of the boys, like they were kind of my muse, right? I just took yeah. photos of them all the time. Their little hands, their little feet. And I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's hard to like take something else on like professionally and or, you know, make uh, ends meet or 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 do that. And a lot of time yeah. female creatives, you know, do let that fall to the wayside because unfortunately right and that's why i tried to support other women saying you know you can't you can you just have to kind of like fit in in, in between moments and, uh -huh. yeah and i mean everybody has to go about it the the way that feels best for them right but i uh -huh. i i loved it like facebook just came out really when i had my kids so that was like my big thing like i would take pictures and post them to facebook all the time oh um, yeah yeah and then people started to ask me about like my auntie is like auntie leona hi my number one fan basically she still has photos right now right? <laughs> um she's oh i have to say my favorite auntie um <laughs> she has photos of mine printed off and they've been on her walls for years like she just loves them with flowers or whatever that i took so mm -hmm. so tell me the story i really love speaking of flowers um the pieces you did uh what is it the cro crocus crocus yeah. yeah talk about yeah. that a little bit i love the story that goes along with it too oh so we grew up on the river hills right mom always we always went walking out and every spring it was her favorite time right who doesn't love spring mom loved spring so we go walking through the hills and go and look and find the crocuses and right on our the edge of our yard on the other side of the fence we were on this big sandy hill that got a whole bunch of sun. There were so many crocuses. Like my sister, my dad has pictures of us. Um, well, I actually have them. 
um, of us picking crocuses and like my sister's in this beautiful little dress and I'm in my brother's corduroy pants with no shirt. <laughs> she was just so girly and pretty. <laughs> and I was just filthy as wild little animal. Um, and we picked so many crocuses. I Now that I'm an adult, I think that we killed that little crop because oh, you're not supposed to pick them. <laughs> they like, you know, they, they grow and then they make the longer shoots and then, yeah. Anyway, yeah. so... We would go picking crocuses every year, mom and Ricky and I, and bring them into the house. And it would drive dad crazy because the no CMs would be in the house then. Um, uh, yeah. So now every year, ever since mom passed away, it's seven years, I still go out and look for crocuses and uh -huh. got the little, the little crocus tattoo on my arm with her writing. And yeah, Just they're pretty, yeah, see, they're pretty um, sentimental. Oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah, yeah well, those are probably like I love your work, but those are probably my favorite photos that you do. Um, Thanks. You know, something that when it tells a story, and you know, it's not just you taking a photo of a flower; like it has a whole lifetime attached to it. And and I really, yeah, I I knew right away. Like I'm just like, there's something about these. There. Why like, is she so obsessed? Yeah. <laughs> yeah extra special which yeah. is great um so also with your yellow finch images you did a um you did a social media platform and feature uh story about mmiw which is missing and murdered indigenous women mm. and you told a local story about dorita nastis nastis I knew I'm fucking up no matter what. <laughs> I mean, um, okay. I said your name right. Anyone but, who knows me from Onion Lake knows I can mess up a name or a word. Like, <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, when I saw that, I just it it's a very it's a very powerful story. Uh, not only because it's something that needs to be brought to everyone's attention in our country. Mm -hmm. But this one particularly hits home because yeah. um, it was in Lloyd Minster. Do you want to talk about that? Or I can read your, I have, well, my, I, I have well, it too, like me to read it. Uh, it's okay. I can, I can talk about it. I'm always really, really cognizant of speaking other people's stories though. So I don't want to disrespect the family. Like obviously no. it's so strong and all encompassing, but um, Dorita was a young mom um, of two children and she was out for a birthday weekend with friends. Um, they were in town. They ended up spending the night. They went to the Capri. They were having a great time. And there was this man there who kind of took interest to her. Um, I don't know. Like, so Connie Little Wolf is her mother and she was speaking, telling the story. Um, at, on May 5th, when we did the Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women Walk in Lloyd um, with Krista Fox, who's walking across Canada. Okay. So she spoke about it. And it's just, it it's just devastating. Anyways, this, this man was a trucker, and he ended up going into her room that night. Um, and he he assaulted her, he broke her bones, he, he raped her, he murdered her. It was horrible. And it's always, I feel like that part of the story, it's so heartbreaking and devastating to talk about the loss of someone but then to talk about the brutality of it is even worse but I also think it's important to say that mm -hmm. like 
she wasn't he did that to her right like this man killed her this man raped her this man beat her um this man took a mother from two little children so and then went to court and i believe he was um he had charges laid against him um yeah he went to trial twice is what it was and then um he there was a guilty verdict and then um the second time around when he went to trial they again appealed, right yes there was an appeal and he was acquitted because it would have been second degree murder i believe so yeah, yeah. and it's devastating and yeah, family. well it's devastating first of all but um for that family yeah. um you know and um for them to talk about it is very brave mm -hmm. um but it it just you know it is it's not it's not uh it's it's a challenge to talk about, but if we don't talk about it, it won't stop. And, uh, and, and for the fact that it, like, if you just simply go and research any sort of statistics, or if you go to the MMIW, mm -hmm. like a uh, website, mm -hmm. um, you will be appalled. Let's yeah. just say. I think that people will be appalled being, uh, from Lloyd Minster and, not even knowing the number of um, individuals who've been missing and murdered from Onion Lake itself. So mm -hmm. they've, um, a year ago, I think it was last year, they erected a red teepee up on the river on the north side. Um, so when you cross the bridge, you can see it up on the right hand side and it's beautiful. It's just a big red teepee and they have flags there. There's a bunch of toys um, honoring the, the children, the residential school children as well. Um, but they've planted trees uh, in honor of each of the missing and murdered Indigenous women and children um, from the reserve. So there's signs there with their names, there's photos, there's, it's so devastating that this is something that has to be made, but it's really beautiful when you go there. So I think mm -hmm. that people should go and sit with it, go walk around, look at the faces, read the names. Um, these are our community members. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for sharing about that. Um, yeah, it it was it moved me, and I wanted to talk to you about it, and I wanted to uh, help share the story. Um, I know, like, there. Do you know specific ways they can support this cause, or just go to that MMIW website? I would go to the MMIW website. I I don't know if Onion Lake's doing anything right now, um, but if if they are, like, I'll look up, and if anybody can comment that knows. Like I I'll would say, provide it in the yeah yeah. If anyone knows too uh, extra yeah. information, um, correct me. Like I don't. I will I, provide I, it in the links. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and correct me if I'm wrong because I'm I'm known to be wrong. So, um, uh -huh. yeah, um, yeah. The the walk with Krista Fox was really great too. We just kind of threw that together. There's a little powerhouse in our community from Onion Lake that not a lot of people know about, um, but she's pretty incredible, and that's Trista Cook. She's a makeup artist and I love her. She's amazing. So does she do hair too? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Does yeah. she play volleyball? Yes, she does. Uh, yes, I know her. Uh yeah. from volleyball. Yeah, um, she is. Awesome. Uh yeah, she makes uh and she's just one of those personalities that like, yeah, she's she's a powerhouse. <laughs> yeah, she's like, get shit done. Yeah, she um um for sure she is very good at volleyball as well if anyone needed to know but um yeah you can feel those people and those women who can inspire and and yeah. make change and 
and it is important. And she is in the uh, heart of Treaty Six, um, too, right? The, yeah. the yeah, heart of Treaty Six reconciliation. Yeah. 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 So, um, I think yeah, I saw the the meeting, um, stuff. From well, she's, from the she's the brains behind some things. Like, so with Krista Fox, she messaged me back in January and was like, we got to do something. Krista Fox is walking across Canada in honor of missing murdered Indigenous women. So we need to do something. And I was like, yeah, man, let's do it. Like, I can do pictures and I can do social media and I can whatever. Mm -hmm. And we, um, she connected with Ricky. She She's just spearheaded everything. Um, Connected with my sister, Ricky Ducharme, who works at Lake College and is on the Heart of Treaty 6 Reconciliation Board as well. Um, and then you get to meet all of those amazing people who are on that. Like we we threw together a meeting and planned this walk. We sat, I think, for two hours. It was amazing. Like, mm -hmm. and then did it. Yeah. Just like came together. Because mm -hmm. so. it was meant to. Yeah, of course. Yeah, supposed to, right? Yeah. Um, our mayor was the first, the first mayor to greet Krista. Period. From BC, wow. she was in BC, and then what? came to like That's she crazy. went through major cities. She went through Calgary, Edmonton. She went through small communities. She went through everywhere. And Lloyd Minster's mayor was the first one to actually speak and greet her. That is powerful. That's great. I know. I'm you proud of it. Lloyd Minster for that. Oh, yeah. I'm very proud of Lloydminster all the time. Um, I think that we have this uh, very special ability to call on one another mm -hmm. and get things done and find a way to help communities and to um, and to bring awareness to causes and support one another and causes as well. Um, it's it's <laughs> we got to set records. Like if there was some sort of like stats to who supported <laughs> causes and yeah. you know the funds that can be raised here it's very it's very special and very powerful and i'm very proud of where i'm from and um and uh i think it will just grow and evolve and change and even become more special so um, yeah um, and it's i think it's our generation that's like helping the the ones before us were were working the means just maybe weren't there like we've got fun things like social media to get the word out right and podcasts mm -hmm. we have all this fun mm -hmm. stuff now so um we talk about bridging the gap a lot and i think that that's slowly happening i think that it's going to always be a work in progress but um just bringing like that's not something that can happen tomorrow no. It's going to take many, many years. And like when I say this is our community, I don't just mean Lloydminster is our community. Lloydminster all encompasses all oh. of the communities. Onion Lake, Frog Lake, like Thundertrap. It's a crazy surrounding area. Like yeah. it is, um, and I talk about that all the time. It's like it is a big surrounding mm -hmm. um like when you think about how many people utilize our services, yeah. um, we we're talking about like the sexual assault center or the hospital where you were born. Like mm -hmm. you came all the way when you were born to the Lloydminster hospital. Um, and it's so funny cause it's on the border. So <laughs> everyone's from Saskatchewan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Mostly>. <laughs> when you live in Alberta, you're from Saskatchewan. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, so it's kind of funny that way, but it is, it is, you know, and then you think of farmers and you think of all the agriculture and, mm -hmm. and uh, this, yeah, our surrounding area is pretty, pretty massive. So Lloydminster does host a lot of uh, uh, numbers that aren't accounted for by the government. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and, and, and these are the people who, who shop here too, right? Like they, they get their, their food, they get their everything. Like, I, yeah, we're a hub. So mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. that it's about recognizing that. And I think that we're starting to see the importance of that. So mm -hmm. that's how we bridge the gap, right? Yeah. No, like, um, yeah, that separation, right? Mm -hmm. That, oh, is he going to be naked? Just let me put a, like, a... oh, there's a shirt. <laughs> yeah, there's a shirt, but there's no pants. <laughs> okay, good call. Same. I'm <laughs> kidding. Yeah. Hi, baby. His brother likes to. Oh, no, you don't want to show your little. Okay. You say hi. How are you? Where did these come from? I, I love that. The humidity. <laughs> I feel like everybody's hair is gonna go curly. <laughs> no, but so blonde. Like I'm so yeah. dark, and he's so. They're all so blonde. It's just blows yeah. my mind. None yeah. of them. They at least have like two of them have my dark dark eyes, which is nice. But they, yeah, they're and all. In our family, we were always like, oh, everyone has brown eyes. Hi. <laughs> and when I was having, you know, my husband's very, very bald and white and he has these piercing blue eyes. And my little grandma, Clara, was like, maybe they'll have blue eyes. <laughs> and they do. <laughs> really? Yeah, I carry the gene. I've learned so much about that when uh, when I was pregnant with the boys, because I was like, what are they going to look like? Like, who carries what genes? Like, are they going to have dark eyes like me? Because I have brown eyes and your eyes come from a mother's side. Dominant, right? My dad's side of the family is um, British and, and Irish. So there's blue eyes on that side. So Sorry. because you the gene oh. for green and blue eyes, my kids have the blue and generous eyes are hazel. Very cool. I yeah. I have two dark, dark eyed babies, but they're blonde. Yeah. And then one blue eye with like sunshines in them, but it is really interesting. And okay, those are scissors. You have to go with dad. See, mommy's talking. Look, say hi. Hi. <laughs> Not napping anymore. You're really cutting into my. <sighs> He's just discovered. He sees himself. Yeah. <laughs> Not only is he not having, but he's like a Klingon. So mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like 6 a.m. to 7.30. It's me and him. And the other kids just are around everywhere. <laughs> and then um, I'm home with my sick teenagers today. And they're just like upstairs. Yeah, they don't want to see you at all. I, I make the food, they eat the food, they leave the room. Like, <laughs> I'm starting, they're starting to think I'm like pretty uncool. That's for sure. I I was like, how about I, because I think I'm pretty cool. I like am an artist and I can make things. So I'm <laughs> like, I can draw portraits and the other kids on the street are like, oh my gosh, yeah, show us that. I'm like, I will. Yeah, I'll show you. Yeah. I sat there and showed them portraits. So I was like, guys, you want me to come over with your friends again? I'll show you guys like live, live. Like people actually pay me to do this, by the way. Yeah. Like a um, pretty big deal. Yeah. 
I'm like, I'll show you guys all how to make a portrait and we'll do it because they went, we went and got sketchbooks. So cute. They were, they absolutely said no. They would. Yeah. And then I said, why? Like, I, and they're like, we'll watch someone cool on YouTube. It's like, literally. I'm on YouTube. Yeah. That's I'm, I'm one of those cool people yeah. who also do it on YouTube. Yeah. And they're just like, no. Yeah. You're like, hit subscribe. Yeah, the <laughs> I don't do on YouTube is subscribe to my channel. That's probably yeah. why I have a lack of subscribers on YouTube. Yeah. I don't say that once ever. Like or subscribe. Uh, yeah. I can say it now, right now. Like yeah, right now. Subscribe to this podcast. Um, maybe it'll grow. Um, no, I'm not very good at commercializing things. It's uh, hard. I okay at it, but I don't like to push people. If you want to support me, you go for it. Yeah. And you can find a way. I don't need to be like, fuck it, subscribe. Um, well, and I think it happens like naturally too for people, right? Like you've got such a great personality. So that's like, so, so kind of you. I only that's follow cool you that's for sure. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> oh my gosh. Fun. Yeah. I don't they get to do those as much anymore. <laughs> oh my. Yeah. The things it's like, well, I do have them a lot, but to cut them up is hard, is like a lot of time to cut up the uh, F Friday night F ups. But yeah. um, once in a while, I do have a lot of courses that I haven't put into production and they have some special thing going on in them. <laughs> um, but the reason they're taking so long is because I want to cut up one because mm -hmm. I like the, the parts where I F up. And I want to include them in the course because I think it's part of um, just, you know, I'm not a per perfect person making this course. Yeah. And you have, it's like some unattainable level. I want you to be able to learn and do it, those things too. So I'm going to, sh going to share with you the human parts and hopefully we laugh together. And then, we you know, because um, yeah, the human element to anything, right? Um, right. And the connection. Or why are we doing it? Why are we here? Well, and then um, it's like emotion too, right? Like, like that's how we connect. Yeah. Right? So I don't know. When you swear, your face changes. <laughs> like, you yeah. know what I mean? It's just, I don't know. Emotion is the is the very first thing that your brain recognizes. I think mm. I learned in my course I was on last week. Oh, yeah. So uh, let's talk about that. So you work at one of our podcast sponsors, um, Red Bicycle Communications. Yeah. And um, so what do you do in in, in that role there? Uh, I am an accounts manager. Um, so I work on projects with several different clients of mine. Um, yeah. For, oh, my God. Like, I don't Where do we start? Like, I could um, talk for hours. At the, begin at the beginning. The beginning. <laughs> so in the beginning, it was Randy on a green couch. <laughs> <laughs> having a social hour with the girls um meeting them all for the first time because you're an all-female office correct yeah 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 and people are like that must be so dramatic and it's what? not the don't say that we talk like, like we like i'm not saying it's perfect yeah. it's not perfect but we talk oh. we communicate and when we're frustrated we're, we say like educate me like tell me what i'm missing like obviously i'm not understanding 
like there's a miscommunication. We just talk and we work well together. Like we're becoming this well-oiled machine and it all takes time. Everyone has to find their groove and see how we all fit in together. And it's great and highly supportive and highly intuitive. You want to work somewhere where they're like, oh, you seem off today. Like, are you okay? Check in on you and, and make sure that you're okay. Like work with all women. <laughs> I say this and I don't say a lot because I don't want to be like, you know, I'm a visionary or all powerful or anything. Yeah. And no, I'm not going to apologize. I think women are the key to changing the world because Absolutely. our first instincts, and this is from raising children and seeing, you know, and this is my opinion and you don't have to agree, but mm -hmm. The what I've gauged from spending time with large groups of children in my neighborhood, there's 56 um, and, you know, interacting with with youth and um, down to the nitty gritty of uh, very young children, um, the young women first choose compassion and care and are just you know, and then, and this is not like overall sexism in any way, um, because everyone varies. There's mm -hmm. so many levels, but, and as a mother, I always, you know, first move to care and compassion. Yeah. And, and if we, it's just because like the first instinct when they pick something up is like to turn it into some sort of weapon. <laughs> like that's, a, you know, that's not the first instinct you want in not saying that men don't grow up or anything, but what if there was just like more women or female represent women representatives and government where our natural instincts aren't to fight. Yeah. Yeah. And um, like, figure something out but talk about it yeah. or um can we fix this through a different means or a different way and that is through care or compassion and again not everyone is the same not every woman's the same not every man and yeah. and every uh person that falls in and or in between but um what if there were women in government just like equally represented um it will change the world is what i'm is what i'm saying I think um so. you know men had their shot yeah not, not uh, speaking about the earth and speaking about how you know other countries interact with one another and um not that i love talking about government but i would love to see yeah that women we have the opportunity to start all of this from home too, right? Like you're a mom of boys. I'm a mom of boys. Um, I would like to say that my kid's first reaction to discomfort is an anger. Like, I hope that it's like, oh, what's actually going on here? Like, you know, um, one son is rough and tumble of mine and the other one is absolutely not. And, um, but still loves archery and like, you know, making weapons out of things and, yeah. Anyways, I just, I, it's lead with compassion is I think the most important thing. And mm -hmm. Just pause and, and, yeah. and, and yeah. And show compassion. Yeah. Care for others and honesty. And, and I think it does, it takes, it, it comes from, you know, the parenting too. Right. Yeah. Um, 
and communication like man i talk about my emotions my kids have seen me um laying face down on my pillow for weeks like after mom passed away like they were there i didn't hide it i was not i was incapable of hiding that yeah it was, like it was very very real and i i could not move so yeah. they saw that they would come in and, and then ask me how i am and i would just say i'm really sad like grandma's gone i'm really sad and they just they're so they recognize my emotions so crazy now like they'll walk into the kitchen and ellis he's just like uh you okay and i'm like i think so like i yeah i'm fine and he's like you okay he's like just checking because i maybe i'm tired that day or maybe i'm whatever but he's he's so intuitive and then jenner will just be like hey mom i'm like what and he'll just give me a hug i'm like oh yeah yeah that's really special yeah, and I hope that I can, I hope they keep that. <laughs> well, for sure, you know, because we, our parents definitely grew up in a generation where things weren't shared and things weren't coped with in the best possible manner. Yeah. Um, through and compassion like and care and having emotions, like especially males weren't allowed to feel or show any sort of emotion. And yeah. And that's just not, so how do you cope? And then that turns into like alcoholism and depression and mm -hmm. all those toxic things. Or anger. Not, or anger. You should not keep those things inside. Um, wow, let's talk about every difficult topic we can right. in this podcast. <sighs> um, no, it's, um, I want to hear more about your position. So we're talking about how women will change the world. But uh, yeah, so um, you guys, so you were with Jill from, so Jill is the CEO and founder of Red Bicycle. You were there quite early on. Uh, I think I came in in year five, year four. Um, I should know this. Jill Kelly is watching me right now telling me either get back to work or I'm fired. So <laughs> just kidding. She never says that. I always try to quit. She tells me to get back to work. Um, and in doing that, I need to clear that up. I don't want to quit my job. I love my job. I cherish this house that I'm in. So um, yeah, um, I started there. It'll be three years in October. Uh, I wasn't actually looking for a job, but I was on my Yellowfinch Images Instagram trying to grow that. I still not grown. Um, but it slowly is that, you know, how hard that is. Like, you're like, Oh, you have to promote yourself. Like I so saw 600 followers drop the other day. And I was like, why? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like literally I was like, what just what? happened? I know it's First wild. It Cause I had this really big feature. First it grew by like 300 and then all of a sudden 600 just dropped and I was like, I have no fucking, but that's, I know that there are bots and I know yeah. that, uh, so Instagram, when they like tackle like some sort of bot system that they're just like, we caught 300 bots or whatever. They were all your followers though. <laughs> <laughs> Could you just have left it? That would have been yeah. so good. For some reason it hurts your ego. Like, you know, cause um as we know like but you know what growing organically is super important and i yeah. just kept saying to myself these are the people that believe in my message and my vision and support me creatively and that doesn't need to be like thirty thousand or fifty thousand if they're not supporting it it can be you know one thousand or five hundred yeah. uh, i i've seen successful artists 
just be on Instagram and be like sell more work than I do. And they have like 700 followers. So it really yeah, right? like it's it's, you know, the the people who are supporting you and you're behind you. And that's all you should care about. Um, mm-hmm. And and um, OK, so keep going with your story. So um, my Yellowfinch Images account was starting to interact with Red Bicycle. Um, I was like, wow, they're hilarious. <laughs> like, I know I always awesome. wanted to jump there. Right. Like, I'm like, I love this yeah, energy. Cool. So, I'm like, they're, yeah, they're like informative. They're kind of salty. They're, you know, I'm just like, I love this. So then they started commenting on mine. And and now that I know who it was, it was like Jill and Michelle. And I'm like, oh, this makes so much sense. Um, and then they were talking about social hour and they were like, we're having special guests on social hour uh, who would like to book in. And I was like, I would come like, that would be fun. And they're like, okay, you're in. So I went and I met them. Um, yeah. And it was just super cool. It was just, it was Jess, it was Jill, Michelle and Michaela. And we had like an eggnog cause it was November and I love eggnog. Um, and we just visited and I was like, man, this place is super cool. Um, kind of like, well, if you ever need a photographer, do you guys want to be best friends? <laughs> um, so, but I didn't start working with them until a year later. Cause we talked about, and I was like, yeah, I do full-time photography. I'm just a little entrepreneur on my own, kind of doing what I want to do. Um, and loving it. Like it was nice. I had lots of freedom. Um, but I, I still have lots of freedom in this job. Jill's so responsive and she just, she understands one motherhood to exhaustion. <laughs> like yeah. my husband works away all the time. So I'm a solo parent and I travel and I'm currently doing 10 trips to town in a week and I'm half hour out and that's just yeah. for work and then getting my like Ellis to kickboxing or to he works out with Clark at progressive fitness right um so just well, that's doing, intense. it's super intense and then I have to do my my photo session so in um I can already see everyone just like at my office being like, oh, here's a story again. In in March, I put on 7,000 kilometers. And I was like, oh, I put on 7,000 kilometers in a month. Like, I That's know. That's like, mom parenting superpower right yeah, there. Super oh human. my God, where was I going? Yeah. <laughs> like, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then like, I love it though. Like, you know, my husband was like, we just need to move closer to town. Like, you're going to, you can't keep doing this. And I was like, no, I think it's fine. Um, it's a season. It's not going to last forever. It's just well, do you any, are any of your son's drivers? Um, yes? No, like Ellis is 13. He just looks like right. he's 18 or whatever. Great. <laughs> he's, um, yeah, he's like six feet and yeah. Um. So soon, soon you will have, although yeah. then there's the whole other element of, you know, having yeah, your driver on that highway, which like, you know, yeah, and like Ellis drives. Out there yeah, and I, we go for I drives do. though. Like, yeah, I, he's he's probably a good driven driver. a lot if you live in a rural yeah. area. But like, yeah. when I go see Nicole with my art, I'm just like, how the fuck do you guys hit this highway every day? I would just loop, hair would just fall out. I yeah. wish it was double lane so hard, or it like separate. It's separate would be so so much safer. Yeah, yeah, oh, it really does yeah. need to be. I, I hope the government's cool. listening today. We have some pretty big requests. <laughs> Highways, okay. First of all, uh, we need half female 
uh, in the government. Uh, number two, you need to bridge the gap. Uh, number three, you need to fix our highway. Um, yeah, uh, no, we have some requests, uh, and we're working toward them. But um, yeah, you, you're, you, yeah, you sound, you are an incredible mom and an incredible human, mm-hmm. and um, and you know, you're you're doing your best to do your part, and I'm trying, and, I and I'm proud of you, and I wanted to share your story, and I want to support you. Mm-hmm. Um, what, how? So I know summer for photographers is. So fun. How many messages do you think I got in the last two days about canceling sessions because of rain? And I was like, we're doing it. We're we're not canceling. You know what? Those can be very magical sessions Mm -hmm. because there's just like mist in the air or weird clouds or like a thunderstorm in the horizon or like the craziest sunset. Like, Like you'll get eaten alive by mosquitoes, but it'll be for it'll so be worth it we're at the session last night we're along the river and i'm just like is that a wolf like what do i hear they're like it's coyotes my it's a guy i grew up with and he's like it's coyotes randy no, oh. not any better by the way like there's a pack both of them um both not don't want to see them yeah i mean they're i'm whatever they're around all the time but yeah oh uh, they are no my dad has uh land and they are there they like eat chicken his chickens and stuff so um but if you go further north so we my mom always took me up north um and my grandpa lived up there and now those uh, and I talk about a lot in my book and I get really visual with you know the last time we saw my grandpa and he lived on Amiot Lake um which is just north of Meadow Lake and then so my dad also has his camper at, permanently at Keeley Lake and cool. uh so but yeah she would make me go because I was young you know how you feel about your parents and whatever yeah so she would she would take me take me up there and and uh it was just like now I just it's so special like i treasure every memory and the calm and the quiet of like almost like a doing nothing sort of peace um and it's it's pretty yeah it's pretty magical in north sorry in north if in northern saskatchewan is where i'm talking about if no one knows what (laughs) metal lake is or anything like that um it's like for all these places we would go we go on the beaver river so that's where we spread my mom's ashes on the beaver river Mm-hmm. um because she just loved fishing for pickerel um on the beaver river and so those memories are really special but yeah every time we went up north you can hear the wolves when you're sleeping which really? you know if you're from a city well no, we're not big or no. anything it's pretty rural it's pretty rural area yeah city but um you don't hear wolves yeah like there's like, wolves around here too um i've heard them Actually, old old Shep shot one by our farm years and years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was did crazy. He to, did he have to shoot it? Like, why did he shoot it? I, I don't like, know how to answer that. Close. Like, I don't know a lot about wolves. Uh, no, I think that like likely he had a tag for it, um, and and did that. But like, I'm the worst oh, person like about that. I can already hear like Joe Miazga correcting me. Uh, I have no nothing about it. <laughs> 
Uh, I just know that it was huge. And he pulled up in his pickup truck to our farm to have his morning coffee with us like he would do. And my dog, Dexter, was wolf in the back there. My dog was like freaking out. He did not like Shep after that. And it was really funny. And we would like take Dexter to for like to Shep's shop for coffee. Like this is, they were buddies. Anyways, yeah. So there's just this huge wolf and its paws were like bigger than my hand. Like I was like, this thing is massive. Like it was longer than the end gate of his truck. And it's like, what? It was huge. Yeah. That's he had it in his store for a long time. Like. If it ever came to us living in a society where I'd have to kill an animal, I would lose. Uh, I, know. I couldn't do it. Sorry, hunters and yeah. and stuff like that. I do try to support and get local meat and stuff, yeah. but like, yeah, if it comes to, and that's what I love about like indigenous culture and learning is there's so many different levels of care and. Um, I was in a book club with my friend because her family's all from like right by the Saskatchewan River there. And she was really interested um, in uh, just like uh, Canadian authors. Mm -hmm. And so to like read about the war and read about like um, what happens if you like kill a bear. They were next to starving, but this, you know, guy killed a bear and what happened and and like it's just so interesting but yeah that i just could never bring myself to kill a creature because yeah there's just some sort of living thing about it that i just couldn't take away you know, I know. when i was a teenager it was like we go get gophers right but that's because we were farmers and every farmer they go on their gopher hunt. i know my yeah my family had farms and i just couldn't take it the yeah. gopher smearing it was i would like i would go to my grandma and just be like oh my gosh so i remember my grandma clara at her house my cousin sunny was there and my brother lee and robin and they they went down and they snared rabbits down the riverbanks and they caught two and so they brought them up to the house and my grandma clara was is a sweet little cookum like has her little cookum scarf on her face always in a dress and a jacket sweetest quietest little thing ever um, complete opposite of me, <laughs> but watching her tiny little body standing at the kitchen sink, like cleaning the rabbits and making stew. I was like, how are you doing that? But it's so cute. Like it's, it's like a core memory of mine. Like I mm -hmm. remember her skinning the rabbits and I was really interested and I was watching her and she was telling me how to do it. And I think that I could do it if I had to, but I like, I don't want to, but she just did it. And she was so sweet and like loving and strong that <laughs> she was doing it like i don't know yeah but crazy. you it wasn't like they were snaring them for sport they were snaring no. them to eat and like keep every part of that for something right like oh shit we lost randy she'll pop back in
Uh, did I? Hello? Oh, there we go. Did you lose connection or did you hit a button? Okay, I think I'm back. I don't know what okay. happened. My computer restarted. Oh, I was wondering. I was like, that's not just like a connection loss. This is a few minutes. I'm able to check all my emails and get back to my messages. Yeah, perfect. Because I'm as glad. mothers, we know time yeah. is the essence. I'm glad that worked out for you. Like, <laughs> you know, okay, yeah. So we were talking about skinning rabbits. Um, do you remember any like uh, traditional things like like you talked about core memories, um, like your grandma uh, and and stuff like that? Do you have any like really strong core memories of like um, being in Onion Lake and being um, you know, with your mother's family. Oh yeah. Like half of, half of my life was up there. I feel we would go, um, our mom's siblings were all so close, like so tightly knit. And, um, her brother, Harry Carter, um, was married to my aunt Mary Wynn. He passed away a couple of years before my mom did. Our family took a huge blow within like five years. It was insane, but they had five kids together. And then there was four kids in our family. And we went up to Onion Lake all the time and we had we'd have like kids swap sleepovers whatever um oh, that sounds amazing we call it like we're the sibling cousins like you're we're so close like it was sean then lee then kevin then robin then which one jeff then ricky aaron me ryan like we we're all staggered in birth but so close but yeah it's just like wild we were okay. wild i loved it they'd come to the farm and we would tie like tractor tire inner tubes together and like roll down the river bank hills and like build forts um how my... much did those inner tubes get used then that's very one of my core memories at the lake is those tractor tire inner tubes i like, thought we'll invent a real tube to yeah. sell we'll all use these tractor wrap tires. it to the roof of your giant suburban or throw it in the back of your giant suburban as you drive up to a little fishing lake and go float on it in the water right like we all rode in the vehicle on the back of it like and the freaking uh air thing always oh yeah caught you the, the thing where you, blow out, you always yeah. get like a cut on your ribs always yeah so fun we would yeah we had three of them in our yard because we didn't have a trampoline all our friends had trampolines <laughs> and we did we had inner tubes <laughs> but yeah no i remember lots of stuff so our family um wasn't like they they started to reclaim uh the traditions in the last 20 years here but like when when i was younger there wasn't a lot like they were very fluent in cree my whole family um and it's like old cree like I have friends who are learning Cree now and, and I'll say a word and they'll, they'll be like, that's not how you say that. And I'm like, but that's how like old Cree is said, or like, I could just also be wrong because I'm not great at it. <laughs> but um, my one cousin says like learning Cree from a book that was written by like, it just the, the way that it translates isn't, isn't the same as just learning to speak Cree from someone who's speaking Cree. Like, oh. you know what I mean? So there's a few really good accounts that I follow um, on Instagram and that, that, that I love. I love to follow. Like I am Naheo is one. Um, he's great. He, he will speak the, the language. He'll put the writing there. He'll explain all of the different meanings. He'll um, tell you how to say it when you're talking about your mom's side of the family or your father's side of the family or. So like fem uh, there's no feminine, feminine or 
there's so it's it, there's I don't really know how to explain it, but there's no he or she in Cree. Like oh wow okay yeah they don't they don't have that in the language uh, which is super cool and yeah. I remember my grandma Clara speaking English and just interchanging he and she when she would talk about someone like um, even my mom had her healer come into the hospital um, and help her as she was going and smudge for her and that which the hospital was really great and they they let that happen so that was super cool um, but he was like standing right by her bed and he'd be like he's doing this right now like he'd he'd explain as he and then would suddenly say she and it was just it's so sweet like i just love him so much he's just adorable but it's just interchangeable there's no mm -hmm. she and cree <laughs> that's interesting yeah yeah you'll have to send me those like account the accounts you can uh follow because it is very interesting and i think people should learn about it and i'll share them in the links as well yeah um, for sure it's really cool to see the Cree syllabics, see the word written down. And then if you swipe, they have like the, the video of them speaking it and it's awesome. Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. I, I, yeah, there's, there's so much, uh, learning and it's, it's, I like to see that, um, that indigenous learning is coming back into the school systems, mm -hmm. um, once again. And it's, it's just a lot of work by some amazing, uh, people and, and so, yeah, our community is, is, um, we're doing it. Yeah. It's, yeah, doing. I'm looking forward to all that. But it sounds like we have a lot of similar Saskatchewan childhood memories, oh, yeah. which is so fun. So sorry to anyone who is listening, who's like, no, I don't know what we're talking about. But yeah, we're little sun rats just left yeah. out with our families and the kids. Cause, you know, um, it was different. Like I remember having, I think I have 48 first cousins or something yeah. like that. So oh, yeah, we were just left out to our own devices. We, our family's so big. I have cousins who I don't even know. Like yeah. I don't even know them. Uh, when, when I was at the powwow at Lakeland college that the heart of treaty six put on the very first powwow in Lloydminster like that, by the way, which I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that was the first one. Yeah. Like, anyways, I I mean, I hope it's an annual thing now and that it happens all the time. Um, mm -hmm. Actually, in the year of 2020, there was supposed to be like a Mother's Day uh, powwow happen at the Civic Center, but it got canceled because I had wanted to attend that. And I actually don't know who was putting that on. I have no idea. Mm -hmm. um, but that one got canceled. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I forget what I was saying. It's fine. <laughs> I do that all the time. I was I where we are. Talking, about. talking about our experiences, right? Like, I don't know. There's no, so it, oh, family and big families. Did you see one of your cousins? Oh, yeah. oh, okay. This is hilarious that I forgot that. That's literally the point of this. So at the power, there's this little toddler dancing. And I was like, oh, you were photographed? Yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this, she's so cute. Um, her name is Brave. She's anyway, so then really? I see her, her name is Brave. Mm -hmm. oh, and my, my, my auntie Vivian is there so I'm talking with her and she's like that's my little Japan that's my that's my baby and I was like what like this is your daughter's baby and she's like no this is my daughter's daughter's baby. like I was like oh my gosh it's like so then we're talking and then uh I'm my like at the whole time Clint Chokin's like introducing me to people and he's like she's your cousin she's your cousin and I'm just like oh my god it was so funny like he's awesome 
he's a relative of ours too. Oh, really? Yeah, like because yeah, I can't Carter's, wait to meet him. Yeah, he's super cool. Uh, the Carter. Oh, yeah, is, sorry, just because I'm randomly trying to excite to meet Clint. So he's the best. LPSD. We're starting Art Academy in the fall, and yeah. he's LPSD's Indigenous uh, contact and and works with. So I have not met him yet, but I will soon. And so, because I'll be working with him. That's yeah, why. you will love him. Oh, yeah. good. I've, I've done their family pictures. He worked with my sister-in-law at Lakeland College. And this is quite a few years ago now. She bought him a gift uh, gift certificate through me to do a family session for him and his awesome wife, Trina, and their twin boys. And it's just, they come out to my house last year. And I did their family pictures here too. And then they like come inside and we just visited. And Clint was like telling us about like our family history, like pieces that I didn't know. I, my aunts are so good at remembering our family history and telling us, and I need to write it down. Like I need to write this down. Or Don't write it down. it down, record it. And yeah, then I need to record it. <laughs> yeah. Cause they're so, incredible at it. And then, and then okay. Clint knows other sides of the family history. Like, it's just so cool. Mm -hmm. Like amazing. Anyways, like, yeah, we're, we're really spoiled with some rich family history. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I, I, I do talk about that in my book as well, is that like, you need to take the time to call your grandma, call your great grandma, call yeah. your, because those stories will be lost and they are a part of you. Like you are a living piece and version of them. And they sacrifice so much. If you think about what they went through in their lifetimes, the things that they've seen, the experiences that they've yeah. had, and uh so and this you know it is like survived world wars or you know like and what how and why they got here or when they were here or they were original like it's it's so important that we do learn our histories and um and tell our children about it and because there's ways to learn from it and and make the world a more inclusive place that we can all be proud to be a part of yeah um, and yeah I'm you know finding more and more and I think that comes with like becoming a mother you yeah. see you appreciate your parents and you appreciate your grandparents and ever like you appreciated that my grandma had 13 children <laughs> what my grandma had and I'm gonna say like, be wrong I think grandma Clara had 11 children how strong do you have to be to like physically, mentally come out of that? Like, you know, My or not come out of it, but be, do yeah. it all. Yeah. With Grandma Clara, I was like, because she is a residential school survivor. Like she's, she's passed away a long time ago. I, I think it's, I feel like it's 13 years. I can't even remember. No, it wouldn't be 13 years. That's too long. Um. Anyways, maybe around a decade. Jeez. I'd have to literally look at her funeral card. Anyways, she was a residential school survivor. So she went to residential school and then had babies. And I'm like, she loved her baby. She loved being a mother. She was so good. Um, but how, how do you have 13 babies and know like they're going to go to residential school? Like that's their fate. They're going. And they did like they did. Um, she did lose to, there was one named Harvey and one named Leonard and they both passed away at a young age. Like I believe three and under but she just no one should have to lose their children before they go do you know what I mean like mm -hmm. so she went through so much and she was such a strong 
really quiet and gentle and loving woman who I just was like, where is your anger? <laughs> like she had yeah. no anger. Mm -hmm. She just didn't. And, and if you ever did something wrong, she wouldn't scold you. She would never make you feel bad. She would gently tell you like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't do that. And that's mm -hmm. it. And the, you wouldn't ask her why, right? No. Like she just, she would just say it and you just were like, okay, grandma said that, right? Like, I won't do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, and then she has her kids and man, they're funny. Like my uncles and aunties are just hilarious and, um, got big, big auntie and big uncle energy. <laughs> they're like, <laughs> they're, they're funny. They're, they would swear at us when we were young, if we were being wild and loud and crazy. And they all went through it. Like, and I think our family was really fortunate to, to have had grandma Clara, like as such a soft and gentle matriarch and but resilient, right? Yeah. But my mom, not choice. Like, no, you know? that's what I mean. Like my mom said, I remember in like the last year on one of our long ass drives mm -hmm. to the around Saskatchewan, <laughs> I just remember, um, cause she loved to do that. And so it was just like, sometimes like the whole time, just quiet, but, um, and then sometimes she would open up. And again, one of those wise people where you're like, I'm not going to say anything wrong or, you know, <laughs> I'm just going to listen or whatever, or sleep if she's not. Yeah, saying anything. Um, <laughs> so she said, um, because in our family, there have been some losses of children. And she said that. Uh, and we we're talking about death. And she said, that would be the most, she said, I want to go before you because losing a child is the, I couldn't, it's the most painful thing a mother could ever go through. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how you come out of that. You don't, right? I so don't either. it would change your life forever, I imagine. Yeah. Um, and um, so I think, yeah, there's some level of resilience and, you know, living for the people who you need to be that person for um, because they need you. So, um, yeah. yeah, there's there's some definite resilience that comes out of those those heavy losses. And and we do talk about it. I asked my sister Dave if she listened to my podcast and she said, I tried. <laughs> I tried listening to your podcast and I can't. She's like, I just ball. I was like, we'll get through the first. Yeah, get through. I'm surprised I haven't cried yet. Like to be honest, I really was like, oh my god. Episodes, um, because I do. I talk about like life less lessons yeah. and and losses, and it is heavy. And um, but it's maybe, but like it's such a part of life. Like grief is a huge part of life. We're all terrified of it. Mm -hmm. But like, mm -hmm. I am. Like, I'm like, okay, I've weathered any, I can do anything now. I've weathered the storm of losing my mom. I can do anything now. Like, That's how I felt when I, you know, it takes you so down. It's like losing a limb and, and it takes you away for a while into a different plane of grief. And sometimes yeah. it comes back in like heavy tidal waves, but like less and less over time. Yeah. Um, Right. I always find when I, when somebody else I love loses somebody so important to them, that's when I find that it hits me again. Like, cause I'm like, uh -huh. oh, you're just put back though. Right. So it's hard. 
But yeah. this year, actually, so you were talking about your mom's ashes being down by the river. And my mom's ashes, there's some down by the river below our farm. There's some up on the hill up at Onion Lake. And my beautiful friend Karen at Floribora Forest Lodging, the yurts that I go up to in northern Saskatchewan, um, by Chris, it's by Emma Lake. Christopher Lake. Oh, is like Emma Lake has like great artist residencies. Yes. I don't exactly. know if you, yes. But. There's, yeah, there's like a really cool gallery there that I go to. So I'm going to the yurts and this is my 10th year going. Um, it was my cousin Nicole set up a mother-daughter trip there um, a decade ago. And so Nicole, Aaron, Mary Wynn, and Nicole's mom, Kathy, went. So Nicole is actually married to my cousin, Jeff, who Ricky went to school in Calgary with Nicole. And when like met her, became great friends. And then was like, I think we should set her up with Jeff. And I was like, yeah, we should set her up with Jeff. <laughs> and so they've been together forever. Um, but anyways, we do this mother-daughter trip. Uh, and it was so fun. The All of us would rent the, the yurt. And mom and Ricky and I stayed in one yurt together. And we would play dice and have wine and cackle. Mom wouldn't have wine because she couldn't drink, obviously. But um, And like, I guess I should explain that. She had hepatitis C. Uh, and when we went, she was diagnosed with cancer uh like a, a tumor on her liver uh due to the cirrhosis of the liver that so. never stopped my mom from drinking red wine oh man mom could not her liver was so it was just beyond yeah it was beyond repair like it couldn't repair itself anymore so if she drank uh it, it just it, wasn't, yeah yeah it was bad for her so she she had very good restraint and did not but she loved listening to all of us cackle and get rosy cheeked and enjoy our night it was so fun yeah. so we did that trip and i love going back there because i go and i look at the guest books and mom wrote in all of them like mm -hmm. every time and it was oh like, my gosh i'm always like taking pictures and i just love it so um karen let me put some of her ashes out there though so it's it's extra special yeah yeah and it. that you go and there's a space to yeah honor her and and then like yeah you're honoring her and you're just you're just present with your kids like jesse will try to come but he's always working because he just works all the time um but the boys and i just get to go and i just get to be with my kids and we just we're in the bush like we walk through trails we hike we swim we go boating we we're just together in this beautiful little forest and i absolutely love it like and i think that those are the core memories that i want my kids to have if i could force them I would yeah. force them to keep those ones. <laughs> yeah. Well, they will. They'll they'll remember, even though you drag them and it's uncool yeah. or whatever they think at the time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, like like I said, like my mom definitely like showed up with her vehicle and was like, We're going I'm like uh okay. There <laughs> I go with my mom again. Yeah. Just but I love it. I love doing that with my because it's just because my brother and sister weren't around in those years, but it and I was always home from university in the summers, so yeah. she needed a fishing partner, and that was me. Yeah, <laughs> the one who and, doesn't want to do like kill any animals. <laughs> no, yeah, I like to eat the fish, um, mm -hmm. but we would go with my uncle Bill and Auntie Gwen, and he he um he just does it in the back of the boat live so i didn't have to like i just uh laid at the front and had boat naps that's awesome i it's love a that. very good fishing uh thing we had going on yeah very that sounds like how i would like to fish yeah 
I mean, I would, I like oh, to stand all in the, the hard, gross stuff. I know how to fillet fish. I know how to, I know how to do everything. I have yeah. all the gear. It's just, I don't like to do it. Um, um, yeah. And so it, it, it is important. I've never been up uh, near Emma Lake, but that sounds like yeah something to put on the bucket list. You need to. She's been listed in like top 10 places to go and be in Saskatchewan. Flora Bora is on there. And I'm oh. so proud of this woman, Karen. She's amazing. She's a Karen, <laughs> but not a Karen because she's perfect. Okay, so her. what does that mean? Someone called me Karen. I don't know what that means. And I thought it was probably mean because it was on social media. Oh, like Karen I, from Will and Grace or like what? No, Karen like, um, I don't know how to say it. Okay. Maybe is it a bad thing? <laughs> oh, it's not positive. Great. I called them a troll and told them to stop. So Karen is the woman who's like, I'm pretty sure I don't want to be one. No, you don't. And you're not one. I would never peg you as a Karen ever. It's like, let me speak to your manager. Like, do you stop recording me? Like, you know, uh, yeah. It's oh, okay. You're not a Karen. Okay. No, I'm not. I figure I don't know what it means, but I'm pretty sure I'm not a Karen. And yeah, I, Mm -hmm. uh, I love to support people and um, my best intentions are always in the forefront. Um, So yeah, (laughs) not a Karen. Don't call me Karen. Yeah. Please don't call my friend a Karen. She's not a Karen. (laughs) She's caring. Okay. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. I should have, that would have been a really good response. Yeah. You spelled caring wrong. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) okay it's three and i have like the biggest uh painting that i like such a big custom artwork i need to like do i love it (laughs) it's super important speaking of the lake it's i can't say a lot about it because it's a huge i will cover it up huge surprise for a mother of her grandma and um it's all about like her lake life and i've dried flowers and so i love that getting a very special piece and um yeah women are very like special women and like special in families like I yeah. they have this way of like bringing people anyway in my life uh and in my experience so yeah you know, everyone's we, experience is different my brothers are good like that like I don't see that we don't see each other enough and like we don't we say it all the time we are like we don't see each other enough but like everyone's so busy in their own like lee's got his own business he's always traveling back and forth robin works all the time and then he fills up his free time with like projects and things like he travels and his wife like you know what i mean and then i'm just in the running my ever-loving ass off with photography and work and kids and dogs i have all of the dogs like i who needs three dogs i have them so i'm just busy and i actually don't love that picking up dog food yeah i go through a lot of dog food but anyways yeah i don't i don't want to be the person who's like i'm so busy um it's just it's a season in my life that's very very full right now and i'm okay with it well i appreciate you taking the time to chat with me Mm. and we've got a big secret thing the reason why uh one of the reasons why i wanted to have you on and we can't talk about it 
<laughs> but we are going to be collaborating and teaming up on a very special project that means a lot uh, to our community and surrounding area. And I'm honored that you are teaming up with me and it's so special. And thank you for your time. Thank you for having me. And I cannot wait to work with you. I'm just so excited. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Um, be sure to join our Color Me Happy community. Uh, we are doing sketchbook prompts all summer, so our ske summer sketchbook project, which is so fun. And I have to admit, I'm not good at some of the exercises. <laughs> because like, I could draw portraits all day in my sketchbook. That's what I've been doing for a living for the past uh 17 years almost, I guess. Oh my gosh, I don't want to say that. I feel, that sounds like a long time. It is. Um, so I could like nail out really perfect and amazing portraits in my sketchbook like, like until the cows come home. However, the sketchbook project is about experimentation and learning and doing bad things, basically. So I am attempting to like draw flowers and and things that I don't normally do and I'm doing exercises with the boys and so it is it is really fun um we have three days done and you can you can see uh, what we've done in the community and or check it out on our blog um so I'll have that in the notes or just join the community share along we have some really crazy cool artists who are coming on board um with the sketchbook project the summer sketchbook project and so it's really neat to see them like we just finished our covers so um they have been doing incredible work as well um and don't be intimidated it's for everyone so if you're just doing this for the very first time or your kids are just doing this for the very first time um that is totally okay. Jump in, share. I want to see what you're up to. Message me. I, I love making new friends and hearing from people. And so I'm at Brandy Hofer Studios or at Color Me Happy Community on Instagram. Or you can um, email me at art at brandyhofer.ca or just Google anything and anything that I do comes up. Um, you'll find me. You'll find me. Um, okay. Thanks for tuning in, chat, chat, okay, chat soon, friends. I'm going to actually, not goodbye again, um, I'm going to actually play a song by Swear by the Moon, a new one, a new one to tune into, they're so amazing, of course, super close to my heart, because it's my brother's band, and the music that he's always written, sometimes when I listen to the radio, I get really frustrated, <laughs> because I'm just like, how are these lyrics an actual song? And my my brother's music is like absolute poetry and um, like so deep and beautiful and there's symbolism and, and passion. And of course, I, I think he's a genius because he's my brother. <laughs> but his bandmate is also just like her emotions boil right under her skin surface and she sings right from her heart um, so enjoy this song by Sir
Trying to drown you 